It's championship week. And JJ is still nowhere to be found. He went up to help Sandy Claus, but he was supposed to come back. He is missing. Um, please shoot us an email asking him, what, like, if you found any information. Uh, we're worried about him. Uh, but you know what? We still got some. We still got stuff to do. So let's go on to the pod. Welcome in to the Fantasy Daydreamers Week 16 Wednesday, Thursday morning episode. <gasps> I always mix up the days. Yeah, that's all right. It feels like Saturday. I it's don't have actual tw- work it's anymore. 2020, so all the days are the same. <laughs> just, just pointless. Mm. So it's producer Ian, me, and Keone. Hooray! Hello! Merry almost Christmas. So let's get right into it. Today we're going to have some news. We're going to have our superstars of the week, and then we're going to answer some fan questions. <gasps> Hooray. So let's get right into the news. First bit of information we have, Raheem Mostert. His season's over. He was placed on the IR with a high ankle sprain. Are we surprised? No, that team has like been injured this entire year. That team is... I don't think anybody on that team has not been injured. So, Yeah, they're they're really struggling as a whole. Good for Jeff Wilson, though, I guess. Uh, next one, Nick Mullins suffered a right elbow injury that will likely require surgery. So C.J. Bethard will start this week. Oh, no, I was planning on Mullins for my championship game. <laughs> he was my streamer this oh, week. Oh, no. Darn, what a terrible loss. No, you don't. you don't. With that as well, Josh Rosen was signed to the 49ers off the Bucks practice squad. This is just a uh, precaution. Just in case, yeah, yeah. In case, you know. in case Beat Hard can't do it. Really? Beat hard? Yeah, CJ beat hard. All right. I don't know. Um, they've also, 49ers have also opened Jimmy so Garoppolo's much, practice sorry, window. So much 49ers news. Jesus. It, they did a lot. All quarterbacks, really. So they opened Jimmy GQ's uh, practice window. That means they have 21 days to cut him or start him, activate him. There's only two weeks left of the season, and they're. Uh, what? How did... It's just a technicality. They're not going to cut him, though. No, okay. no. But that's been the truth for everybody. <laughs> is technically that's what the NFL rule was. If you coming off of yeah, yeah. IR, right. it's 21 days to officially activate him where they can start practicing. And if after 21 days, you either activate them like onto the roster or, or you cut them. But nobody's been cut from that, I don't think. Nobody with We're big relevant. enough names. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, more 49er news. Shanahan said George Kittle has a good chance to play this week. Uh, I don't know why? why. Yeah, why? Why? Their season is over. They're not getting oh, into the play- playoffs. Um, I don't know why they would want to just risk George Kittle getting more hurt. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, to be honest, if George Kittle's on the field, I, I'm starting him yeah. personally. Okay. So uh, the only way I'm not starting him is if I hear like, like a snap the word count snap or, count. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or limited or something to that effect. Um. So... Let's move on to not 49ers news. Oh, James Robinson will rest this week, but he told Marone, the head coach, that he wants to play. He has yet to be shut down this year, 
and he's uh, hasn't been officially shut down yet. So there's a chance that he's uh, that he plays. I mean, that's good for owners who've had him all season because he's a big part of your team. Yeah, I think he's. I think the big thing with him is it's kind of the George Kittle thing. Like, why risk injuring your guy that True. you're going to yeah, have for years? Pension, but yeah, the the Jaguars potentially have the first pick, so why waste that? Don't give the Jets the satisfaction. Yeah, don't don't actually start all of your backups. Keep getting, keep losing, lose these last couple of games. Hmm. Um, Matthew Stafford is on the same plan this week as he did last week, so he played well last week. So yeah, he's, he's going to play. Guy. He's just kind of limiting himself in practice. Yeah, James Conner could be available on Sunday. Cool, he's going against the Colts. Very good in defense. A, in a away game. A wave game for the Colts. Yes, just saying. Yeah. Uh, Eric Ebron should be okay. Um, he was carted off that uh, back in this injury. Monday night game. We have a back injury, but he should be fine. Uh, the Bucks are surprised if Ronald Jones is able to play uh, Saturday. So Leonard Fournette is going to be the start. Fournette is a start this week. I, going Detroit against Detroit is the worst-ranked defense. Yeah. And he had two touchdowns last week, so it's very likely that he's going to get more touchdowns and more yards against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith, day-to-day, and they're hoping that he can practice this week. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> like, for real. Dwayne Haskins. Ugh. This is a big one. He was fined. He's not, for what? He's not suspended. He will start if uh, Sunday if uh, Smith can't go. Good job, NFL, um, being consistent with your rulings in terms of how to do COVID procedures and whatnot. I told you it's because the Washington is a playoff team. That's, no, that's true. And the money Denver, and all that. The Denver, they had, Denver, they never thought was going to make the playoffs. But could you, could you let the fans know, in case they don't, why Dwayne Haskins was fined? What, what little thing he might have done. Uh, he went to an event and was not wearing a mask. That was Fair that enough. was an event. By Fair the way, enough. the event said that there were strippers at this event. I call bullshit. I think he went to a strip club. I thought it was. A... Officially, it he went to an event that, that strip- happened to have strippers and he was caught without a mask. Okay. But I think he just took a page out of James Harden's book and went to a strip club. So, although he's not in the same position that James Harden is in on his respective team, James Harden, because going to a strip club got his game postponed. For that was due for uh, Wednesday night. Well then, anyway, Tyler, still- yeah, Tyler Boyd got a concussion. He did not practice Wednesday. Really, once Burrow left, he's been a non-factor. Um, his only TD since Burrow's been gone was just a seventy-two-yard lucky bomb. That was his only pass that he caught that game. Yeah, and essentially pretty much that entire team has not been a factor that uh, that entire since Burroughs left, except for Giovanni Bernard last week. Otherwise. And I think they just got really mad at Juju for dancing on their logo. Yeah, screw you and your TikToks for the youngins. Yeah, and Juju has... Uh, in turn, came back and said that he will stop dancing on logos. Oh, at least he learned. Uh, yeah, I mean, why did it take you so long to learn to not be disrespectful? To and when team? you're losing? Also, just, I, eh, 
dancing. Well, the, eh, whatever. Well, they were eleven and zero, so I mean, I yeah. Still. Uh, Derek Carr was a full participant on Wednesday. That's a good sign. Yes. It means that he's uh, likely to play and start. So, so maybe if you want, if so if you want to, but we're looking good. Saying Marcus Mariota was the number five hey, streamer. Of the week. We've lucked out a few times where <laughs> players have either not played or just not. It's had, not, yeah, we're not had to worry about them being our sit players. It's not luck, Keone. It's skill. That's true. Skill favors, or luck favors those who do the work. Um, and yep. I'm still, like, so, yes, he's a better option than Mariota. However, it's still Miami defense. That's why I gamble every day. So, I'm doing the work, so luck will hit me, right? Are you okay? <laughs> Therapy's talking about oh, it. Good, 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 good. Um. CMC, guess what? He's doubtful for this week. What? No way. Let's be real. You probably didn't make it to the championship if you had CMC because you missed out on your first overall pick. And so essentially you went your first pick overall in most leagues, 10 or 12 man would have either been pick 20 or pick 24. Meanwhile, everyone else had two picks before you had essentially one if you picked CMC. So sorry, he's been blue balling you all year. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is me being like, ah, oh, not surprised. This is me, my uh, the what's it called, the uh, Willy Wonka. What? No, Shock. please, no, come yeah, back. Exactly. Mm. I'm I'm over it now. I'm over it at this point. Next, hopefully, next season it'll be new and I can trust him again. But you've been scorned. Your best hope is that you have a keeper league. Uh, and you keep him, and then your second best hope is in that keeper league, you don't lose the draft pick that you picked him at. Mm. But doubtful. Miles Gaskin was activated off the COVID reserve list, and he will most likely start this week. Probably. And that's a good sign. Tough luck for Bowden, though. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen missed Wednesday's practice for the Chargers. Could be one of those veteran things. It could be a bad sign because they did play last Thursday. So he's mm. been, um, it's been six days since he played a game. So it's like they're, it's, right. they've had an extended time off and he still missed Wednesday practice. I mean, they're out of the playoffs, but he had one of his worst games on Thursday because of the limited snap count, I think. Yeah. That they sort of deceived us on. But. Yeah, it, it also really looked like Herbert was finally trusted just with taking the reins of the offense. Because mm-hmm. I know like most... Well, yeah, they're going to probably be moving on from the a lot of that head coaching staff. Yeah, so. most of the um, like most of the NFL teams, they give the players... Like they'll call in two to three plays every single time to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then the quarterback chooses. So that's why, yeah. like, that's how it works. So maybe okay. that's what they're finally doing. Hopefully. Um, anyway, that's all the news that we have. Uh, so let's move on to our super stars of the week. Oh, yeah. These players are going to be so hot. So hot. We hope. Right. <laughs> Although they're not necessarily a hot take. No, not necessarily. All right. So, Keone, I'm going to let you go first with your first one. Oakley Dokley. So I just sort of went down the line and picked... Um, a player from each position except for tight end because why? Although I guess I do have a tight end to play, but I'm not. Travis Kelsey. <gasps> yeah. Hot take. I mean, I have that. I had one that's not Travis Kelsey, but 
so anyways, I'm going to start with a quarterback. And so I will, I'll mention Baker Mayfield because we talked about him earlier this week as the number two streamer. So he's a good option. I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit because he's going to be angry, Rog. Did you see him talk about the game after it was played? He was <laughs> mad. So I am not looking forward to uh, the team that he plays. So <laughs> besides those two, my actual pick. The Titans on yes, Sunday the night? Titans. Well, okay. The Titans, that'll be, that should be an interesting game. Well, the Titans defense sucks. The Titans defense is bad. However, their offense is very good. Yeah. It compensates for it. Move on to your, your Anyways, superstar. Lamar Jackson. Because he has been doing very well as of late. Hold on real quick. Uh, for the fans at home, Keone, before the podcast, used to love Lamar Miller. And every time he talked about Lamar Miller, he'd be like, Lamar Miller. <laughs> Lamar Miller. Just like that. that really so it was kind of surprise. <laughs> For me just now hearing Lama Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was a blast from the past. Yeah. Um we've sort of been on or we've been kind of we got on the Browns not the Browns. They've placed the they've played the Browns a lot, but we've gone on the Ravens a lot this season for not being that good of a team. However, as of late, they're showing the type of team they can be. Or the team that they should be. Yeah, it's like they it's like they remembered what they yes. can do. Ever since that uh that halftime trip or that third fourth quarter trip to the uh the locker room. Lamar just feels like to... he's playing without a weight anymore. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. took a load he's, off. He's relieved himself <laughs> of some stress somewhere on his body. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Over the last uh few games, I think he's had three touchdowns in the or he's yeah he's had at least three touchdowns in the last three games with ten total touchdowns over that span, and he's a quarterback that runs the ball, so that's extra yards. What? Yes, he is one of the quarterbacks that is known for running the ball, so that's and in fantasy, if you didn't know already, that's more points than passing. What? Yes. <laughs> And it's also more for a rushing touchdown as well. What? Yes, breaking news here on this podcast. <laughs> Delivering you the most important facts. Yes. And to go along with that, his completion percentage has been actually very good with 70.6%, 64.7%, and then 77.3% in this last game. So those are really, really good numbers in terms of completion percentage. And this week he goes against the Giants, which I guess are technically ranked fourth against the quarterback. But, again, look at his division. And two, a lot of that, I think, came from a certain period of time. But this last this last game they played against Baker Mayfield, he kind of gutted them a little bit. And so I think Lamar Jackson can easily do that to the Giants as well. Even if the Giants hold them to, like, I think the best thing to look at is how many running quarterbacks have they played. Because Lamar Jackson rarely, rarely gets his fantasy points from 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type thing. I see Lamar Jackson got um, 25 points. I'm thinking, oh, he had 80 yards and a touchdown running. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's 15 right there. 
um, or 14. And then so he had to only get 11 more points passing. So Which 180 yards yeah. and a touchdown there too. Very doable. Yes. So it's like you look at like, so depending on who is actually playing the Giants is dependent on how well they, like how well the quarterback position do. So that's actually going to lead me into my superstar of the week, who is Jalen Hurts. I wrote an article on him this week, so I'm not going to mention more what I already did. But it's essentially the same thing. Because I was looking at how the Cowboys did against quarterbacks. Um, and the stats were actually okay against quarterbacks. They weren't giving up a lot of passing yards. But what they do do is they allow the most rushing yards... And they've only played two running quarterbacks this year, the Cowboys, in Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. In both those games, they allowed 70-plus rush yards and a rushing touchdown. The only two rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks this year came against Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts, in the past two games, has had 29 rushing attempts, or about 14 and a half a game. And he had, what was it, like 60 one game, and then he had 100 the other. So I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw all over them. I think he can steal like one or two passing touchdowns because they're not good at, they're really good at giving up touchdowns. But I think where Jalen Hurts is going to thrive is he's going to run the ball 10, 12 times and bust out 80, 90 yards and hopefully at least score one time on that. And so he'll have a really good game, even if he doesn't get 200 yards passing because he got all the rushing yards. So yeah. that's my that's my logic on it. No, yeah, and we over, we were both very high on Jalen Hurts as a streaming option for this week. Mm-hmm. I also didn't want to go with somebody who was really obvious. Yeah, because like you said, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's he's fifth. He's the fifth ranked quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, he's also most likely the league's MVP this year. Probably. Um, I, I'll talk about Patrick Mahomes in a little bit. Um, but yeah. Also the. Uh, Going back, the Giants have pretty much only faced like one running quarterback, and that was Kyler Murray, and that was one of their worst games defensively as a team. Yeah. So I think they had three fantasy points depending on your league. So. So yeah, that that's the big issue. Yeah. Is like you can say all this thing about quarterbacks, but it's like in reality, you're like Lamar and Kyler are kind of running backs who throw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, essentially. That's what it, it's it's you really got to look at actually look into the stats. Um, I'll go with my next guy too. After Jalen mm-hmm. hurts, Allen Robinson, Ooh. not a hot take. Allen Robinson has been solid all year. Uh, but these past four weeks, he's had 74 yards in every game. At least I had to say 74 because he had 74 yards one week and then 75. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it made me mad. Yeah. You, because 75 sounds so, so much nicer. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been like at least 75. But then it's like, oh, okay, so he probably had like 80 or something. No, no he had 74 one day. Um, and, but he's had three TDs in the past four weeks too. So that's a good rate. Mm-hmm. With Mitchell Turd Bisky, um, the offense is way better. It's so much better. I would love to have put David Montgomery as my superstar for the week, but I felt he was just too obvious now. I, I thought about it to counter your out counter your Robinson. I pick. only put Allen Robinson because, like I said, I think David Montgomery was too obvious of a pick, and that's why. He's, spoiler: I didn't pick David, or David Montgomery. Yeah, he's been doing too. He's been too dominant. Um, the Jags are twenty six uh, ranked against opposing wide receivers. It shouldn't be a challenge. It really is just dependent on 
how much they're going to like how dominant is David Montgomery going to be to where they don't pass the ball. But even mm. then, like he still gets 13 targets, seven, seven targets, 13 targets, five targets in his last four games, eight receptions, six receptions, nine receptions, four receptions last four games. He's still getting his, he's still yes. getting it done. Allen Robinson, I think will have a good week this week. And honestly, I really like to see it. No. Yeah. I, that, I think we kind of said it right when it was happening, right on that precipice of like that first week. It's like Mitchell Trubisky is making that team, like makes that team really good, especially for Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. They're the two major benefactors of him being at the quarterback position on that team. Yeah. And that offense is playing up to that similar level as their defense can. And it just... And it's unfortunate they let, they lost, I think, like six in a row, which is tough. <laughs> I'll look that up while you're talking. But it shows that, yeah, that team can be incredibly dynamic. And I think they're still technically in the playoffs, as we talked about last time, or playoff hunt, I should say. And I feel like they're a team that should make the playoffs the way they're playing right now, but but who knows, you know, the playoffs are we... seven and seven. Okay. So it's going to be difficult. Right. But I mean, I know we've had, we've talked briefly about how we feel about the playoff system, but I think personally, they're one of those teams that are, they've been playing and it's like how they've been playing recently. Maybe they deserve to be in the playoffs versus some other teams, but you know, NFC East. Yes. Um, like they did lose six in a row. Okay, which is they lost six in a row, and now they've won their previous two. Uh, and they lost a close game, I think, to Detroit, or they beat Detroit. No, they they beat Detroit. They lost to Detroit. Oh, they did. Okay, thirty four thirty. That was that was a Matt Stafford comeback. Oh, that's right. That's right. The fourth quarter trademark. Yeah. Um. And then they absolutely dominated the Houston Texans as they should have. Um. And then they beat Minnesota in a close one by oh, six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because... Okay, yeah, yeah, And then now they have Jacksonville. Good. Should win. But then they go and play Big Daddy Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Okay. So, their season is looking like eight and eight. Yeah. Tough. What's gonna... What killed them is the fact that they went and lost six games in a row in the middle. And yeah. actually looking at it, it's not a surprise that they lost these games. The Rams, okay. the Saints, mm. the Titans. Okay. The Vikings is the biggest one. Like at that, that they point in won. the season. The Packers. Okay. And the Lions. So there's two games they should have flipped there. Mm-hmm. And if you flip two games, they'd be what? 10 and 6? That's what my prediction is because they'll probably beat the okay. Jags and then they'll lose to the Packers again. That's, that's a playoff. That's like a solid. Seven six. Yeah, that's a solid yeah. like wild card. So rough. That's just how. Yeah, it's just how the. But for fantasy, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantasy. Best thing. Anyways, that was more football. All right, go <clears throat> on with your second. Okay, guy. so my second guy is is uh gonna be. Jonathan Taylor. Who do they play? The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to call that a... So hot, so hot. Take. I'm Fair enough. Call it a hot take. Fair enough. I, I understand Jonathan Taylor. It's just that Steelers defense is scary. Yes, they are scary. However, I'm basing this off the last game the Steelers played, where I saw them get 
bullied by the Bengals on both the offensive line and defensive line. Like they were being played like a cat plays with a ball of yarn. <laughs> it was ridiculous. They were losing on that line of scrimmage on both sides of the field against the Bengals, who we've talked about basically not having an O-line. And I know the defense of the Steelers is hurt, but there you go. The defense of the Steelers is really hurt. And Jonathan Taylor has had a touchdown in his last three games with four total in that span. And he's had at least 95 total yards in each of those games, which is really good. So if you have not, at least 95 yards, which is including rushing and receiving and a touchdown in each of those games, that's a super, that's a solid game. In standard scoring, that's 95, minimum 95, one touchdown is 15 and a half points. Yeah, that's really good. And that's the minimum. So 95 yards and a touchdown. And so PPR is like, if you add that, it's how many catches he had extra. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, that's all solid games. And also just saying the Steelers also let Giovanni Bernard have his best season or his best game of the season. And it's just, it was by one yard, but it was still his best game of the season. I think he had like 97 yards comparatively to where I think early on in the season, he had 96 at one point, (laughs) but still his best game of the season. So my, the hard part for me to agree fully with you is the Steelers are still a very good defense. They are hurt, but they're still a very good defense. Correct. Yeah. And now you're going to be seeing them coming off a three game lose streak where they, where I'm going to say one of those games was reasonable to lose to the bills. Okay. Yeah. Losing to the bills is not a, is not, embarrassing anymore no because yeah they're losing to the washington football team surprise but understandable game going for your 12th win i get it whatever Mm -hmm. losing to the Bengals, and like you said getting dominated on the line something the steelers defensively is like very proud of that is how they win defensive battles is their line Mm -hmm. and just getting bullied I think they come out angry. But, okay, the thing for me with that is they should have been angry going into the Bengals game. It's still the thing. They, they've they slid too, but like I said, Washington, we just got caught, guys. We got caught. It happens. Every Like, there's been how many undefeated teams in the regular season ever? Two. Mm. Yes. And yeah. even one of those teams got caught in the Super Bowl. Like, you right. get caught eventually. It mm-hmm. happens. This is also in the post-merger era, by the way. Yeah. Against the Bills, that was always that was a, right at the beginning of the season. We knew the Bills were going to be much better than they've ever been. And that was going to be a tough game regardless. You lose a tough game, you lose a tough game. It just happens. It's the NFL. You lose to the Bengals, who have no offensive line. You have a dominant defensive line. You lose to the Bengals, who have Ryan Finley at quarterback when Joe Burrow was dominating. Uh, and took some, took some tough shots, Ryan Finley. And good, you good just you. absolutely get worked. Mm-hmm. 
this is where they're fi- this is that should have been the wake up call for them. This might be where they're finally like, oh shit, guys. We went from the number one seed to now if the Chiefs win this week, the Chiefs are the number one team. Yeah. In the in the NFL, they get the bye and the road goes through Kansas City. Which is rough. Yeah. So that's what's stopping me from completely agreeing with you. Fair enough. I One, I also think that the Colts need to do well to keep in line with the Titans. Like, they need to keep winning games because the Titans are probably going to keep winning games. So they're motivated to do well. And I, I can just see Jonathan... <laughs> bless you. I am sorry. That's all right. I can see Jonathan Taylor just breaking off for a uh, for a touchdown for a decent amount of yards at a certain point in the game. Yeah, it that is true. Usually usually if somebody scores on the like if they have a big rushing game it's because they had a big run against the Steelers. And he can be involved in both the passing and rushing game in terms of like he'll catch a, he'll catch a few balls. And also this is not me saying I think the Steelers are going to do well on defense. They're going to get their sacks. They're going to get at least a sack, almost like almost guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pressure Philip Rivers. But I still think Jonathan Taylor has going to have a good game. So You are right though, Indianapolis. Um so Tennessee can clinch the AFC South with a win and an Indianapolis loss this week. So it's a must win. It is a must win for the, um, for the Colts, even though they'll, even though they potentially could get that wild card game, they still have a good enough record, but still it'd be like, it'd be nice to have that division win. Yeah, for sure. Even though they might want to be on a, in a way. Anyway. So let me go to my third superstar of the week. Um, I'm just going to say some real obvious stuff real quick. All the Chiefs players. Like all of Any, them? Anybody who catches a pass for the Chiefs, I kind of want to start. I, even low-key Miko Hardman. I was Sam just going to say his name. <laughs> even, like even, even them, Mikko? not so much. But Tyree Kill, he has the most touchdowns this season. Um, Travis about, Kelsey. Sammy Watkins? Patrick Mahomes. Those are the three I'm really talking okay. about. They're going against Atlanta. Atlanta is straight garbage at the pass. And guess what the Chiefs love to do? Pass the ball. Oh, do they? Surprise, surprise. So I'm just saying I never I was never in doubt that you weren't going to start him. But this was the biggest present you could be gifted in fantasy championship weekend. Even though Atlanta showed some heart and determination. Uh, when week. when Tom Brady threw for 390 yards on him, that's true. It was more the offense doing. So like, so like them, still them having okay. No, yeah, yeah. You told you told me Patrick Mahomes had 500 yards passing this week, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. It's Doctor Mahomes so, on his paycheck. It was obvious, but I'm just saying start them, and also Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going against. The Packers and the Packers have been oh, terrible, very bad. terrible rush defense. Yeah, good, so. good, decent pass defense, but terrible rush defense. Yeah. So okay, those are obvious ones. Again, I think that'll be a very interesting game. It'll be a fun one. Um, it should be. It has the potential to. Okay, so my last superstar of the week 
is Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns. I don't know why I thought you were going to say like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. But anyway, Jarvis Landry. All right. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. Um, I've so it seemed the the weeks leading up to this past week where the Jets finally got their first win, the Jets were getting more and more antsy to a certain extent, playing better in that regard and playing playing better. You know, doing good on defense, getting keeping up with certain teams, and then it finally culminated in an uproarious explosion against the Rams. But now they have that post-nut clarity, and they're, they're going to relax. They're going to get sleepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got the win, and they're they just going to want to sleep now. Just yeah, and it's nap. just like, I'm just, we did our work. Like, I am... Clean up, go to bed. Exactly. And I think... Actually, that really works. Yeah. Clean up and realize what they've done. Because like, oh, they God, lost the first lost, pick. Yeah, Jets fans are pissed. Yeah, now they have to go get Justin Fields. Yeah, who's still a good player. Yeah. Um, but also, just in terms of the Browns and Jarvis Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry has been fairly consistent since he started, since he caught his first touchdown. He's caught, in, you know, he's caught three touchdowns in the past four games. And he has gotten six catches minimum those four games, which is really good. So that's promising because that means there's at least that many targets being thrown to him in those games. And if he's getting a touchdown in those games, that's that's pretty good as well. And I think we're going back to the point where we can say it's it's against the Jets. So it's against the Jets. Still, even when they're doing well, it's against the Jets. And Cleveland has shown that they're pretty reliable with Baker Mayfield right now. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's always the key thing. So um I have one more, very brief. Ooh. Uh Miles Gaskin. Oh yeah. He he should start this week. Uh he's going against the Raiders, who are twenty eighth against the opposing running back. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good one. It's a really good comeback game for him. I can see him going off. I can see him getting a couple touchdowns. I think it really helps Tua having a solid running back behind him. So that's my yeah. That's um, the Raiders pretty much had their back broken with Justin Herbert rushing in for that touchdown in overtime because they're essential. They're basically out of the playoffs, and I don't think they're going to be like Batman. Coming back from a broken back. So, you can just hear Bane in the background. They were molded by it. I was created by it. Except the Raiders are not going to be disarming a bomb off the coast or whatever and end up in Paris. You know, the Batman. I know, I know, but he didn't disarm the bomb, he just... Flew out to sea. Oh, that's true. He he dropped the bomb and or whatever, somehow, or whatever we're whatever supposed to believe, he and he died yeah. or didn't die, and is with Catwoman or not. I, I, Christopher Nolan's your movies don't make any sense. I think Christopher Nolan signed the contract too early and was like, I didn't want to do a third one. Actually, that's a lie. He, he probably. I did. think he wanted to do all three, but uh, the loss of Heath Ledger was like, oh shit, what do we do? Yeah. So. Anyways, also. The uh, the the Miami Dolphins are still in the hunt. 
So they're they have a potential to be one of those wildcard teams. So they need to keep winning games. Yeah, they're one of the teams that truly needs to win every game. They are right now in the playoffs if everything ends today. They are the seventh seed. Okay. And that would mean the Ravens are out. Rough. Okay, let's move on to the fan questions. These are submitted questions we received. Um, Very first one, these are a lot of these are going to be essentially starter sit. Which one? Yeah. Uh, Some will be a little different, but yeah. So Melvin Gordon against the Chargers Mm -hmm. or Daryl Henderson versus Seattle. Okay. Who do do you you want to go first? Mm, Rock, paper, scissors. You pointed at me, so you go first. (laughs) That's fair enough. You know what? You cheated. (laughs) (laughs) You. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to go with our boy, rep our boy, uh, A.A. Ron. Intern Aaron, who wrote this week about Daryl Henderson. Because Cam Akers is out, Daryl Hender it's pretty much Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown. And probably Daryl Henderson is gonna be the guy, because I think we've mentioned before that Cam Akers is essentially Daryl Henderson, but better. <laughs> so if you don't have Cam Akers, then you're left with Daryl Henderson. Um <clears throat> and also, I think as I said, I think on Tuesday, uh, McVeigh, Sean McVeigh, is gonna be mad. He is has to be upset after being that that one in the one and thirteen, and so <laughs> he he's a, he's gonna be about as mad as wrestling fans were at Brock Lesnar for being the one against the Undertaker in WrestleMania. They could have picked almost anyone else, and it would have I been know, better. Wild. Kane would have been that would have been a good but that turnaround been story. Anyways, save it for the potentially coming in the future, eventually, some years down the road, wrestling podcast. <laughs> to be decided. It's going to be hard to advertise a real podcast, because we talk about so many <laughs> fake ones. <laughs> uh, um, also, it's a division game. It's a game that that is like for that division title, for the most part. So I think the Seattle has been sort of, I don't know I don't want to say slipping, but like they, they haven't been playing how they should be. Their defense has been way better lately. True. But their then their offense, offense has is, been slipping. Exactly. Yes. But we got to, we got to focus on just their defense. Who's they haven't allowed 100 yards rushing to a team except for one outlier since they lost to the Rams. Okay. So, I mean, it is the Rams, but since they played the Rams last, besides the Giants, that weird game. Were they like 12 points? Yeah. They, 17 points? Whatever it was, they yeah. haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher. And let me rephrase that. They haven't allowed 100 yards rushing to a team. So, the Giants are the only one, and they got 190 because I don't know what's wrong with the Giants. They're a weird team. Uh, Wayne Gallman. They've also haven't allowed more than 350 total yards since they played the Rams. Let me rephrase that. They did allow 350 total. It was 353 this past week. Oh. But that was their highest since. Like they are their defense has really stepped up. Fair enough. I also just want to shout out like give it like our team, you know, support our team. Yeah. So, so. I still agree with Daryl Henderson okay. or 
yeah, Daryl Henderson. Um, I can see the case for Melvin Gordon. Has to get a touchdown, though. Yeah, just also it's because it's the revenge game. The Chargers mm. defense is not doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we, I did say we have to talk about defenses, I think it's more likely that Justin Herbert scores four touchdowns and Drew Locke and that offense are not great at scoring the ball. So if the Chargers are able to get ahead, then they have to kind of abandon the run. Yeah. But the Chargers are vulnerable in the run. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. You kind of said it all. I just had to throw a little wrench in there. No, that's, that's good. Counter into decision. Yeah. Dis- derision is the word. Yeah. Anyways. Sure. Yep. Catch our just, new just podcast, Dictionary Hour. I'm just going to talk yeah, Talk away. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Next one we have is Logan Thomas versus Carolina or Hunter Henry versus Denver. I'll go first on this one. This one's purely about quarterbacks. I trust Justin Herbert more than anybody in Washington right now. Hunter Henry, I feel like, is more likely to catch that touchdown. He had 62 yards, I think, and a touchdown this last week. Um, Keenan Allen missed practice Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen might be out. Mm-hmm. That means Austin Eckler's the number one target because based oh, off targets since Eckler's been back, yeah. it goes Allen, Eckler, um, Hunt, Henry. Okay. So, assuming that shifts up, Henry's kind of that target. Henry's really been coming into the like into his own as of late. This is like his first year. He hasn't been injured. Fingers crossed. I like Hunter Henry. I'm not complaining about either pick here. So it's not like this is an obvious one. These are hard ones. I'm mm-hmm. just giving the edge to Henry. Fair enough. I am going to go with Logan Thomas because I don't want to go four weeks in a row saying not to pick Logan Thomas and him go four weeks in a row where he's one of the top (laughs) tight ends. So I just can't do it. It's he's he just defies. I I don't know. He just he gets the job done. He's MacGyver. 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 And he. Regardless of. With Haskins, who I don't think should play personally, but that's a different, you know, whatever. Um, Alex Smith probably won't play, unfortunately. But even when Alex Smith didn't play last week, he had his most targets of the season. Does Alex Smith not playing hurt his um, comeback player of the year chances? Oh. Or do you think the one, you think the fact that he just stepped on the field one time, he won comeback player? And of the year? he's potentially boosted them into a big enough position to actually make it to the playoffs in that division. They can clinch playoffs uh, this week if two or three things go right. Yeah. So I think so. Yes, because I think I saw, I don't remember who it, who it was exactly, who was the other contender that they, I saw compared with Alex Smith, but it's like, no, it's clearly, it's easily Alex Smith. Yeah, just man, being able to play. Died. Yeah. Just being able to play after two years of not being on the football field, probably not being like active, and yeah, like you said, almost dying. That was a that was a moment, and the NFL needs those moments right now. I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty, but he had that whole ESPN film about him. So if you're able to have an ESPN film about you, that's not like an inspirational story as is, and then come back and play in your sport that did what caused mm-hmm. you to have this yeah. thing. 
comeback player of the year. Yes. No, it, like same for Eric Berry mm, after he beat cancer and mm -hmm. came back and then had a really good year. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you win it. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, Washington can clinch the NFC East division with a win and New York Giants losing this week. That's very, it's very, that could easily happen. Yeah, it very well could. Uh, I kind of want it to happen. Yeah. Um. Does Washington rest their starters if they win? If they win this week, if they clinch the division this mm -hmm. week in week 16, do they rest their starters week 17 Why and just take the L? Why wouldn't you? Because you get home field advantage. Because you really want to enter the playoffs at 7-9 and nine and have that as a media storm? I don't care. I'm in the playoffs. Fair. I mean, Fair. and I have home field advantage, at but, least for the first week. But is your team also good enough to... Is your team good enough to take a week off and be better mm, the next time? The Chiefs fully, I think they can miss a game and, and not lose a step at all. That's That would be the only thing where I'm like, can we you, afford to slow down a little bit? Or do yeah. they need to keep going? Probably. So that's my thing. Okay. Um. All right, let's move on to the next fan question. We have, after pretty much a whole season of film, who are a few rookies I should be looking to acquire in my dynasty league? This is not new rookies coming in. This is not like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, stuff like that. These are rookies this year that they want to trade for or if they're starting a new dynasty league next year who they want to draft that's young and talented. Um, me and Keone each picked three. We picked one from the main three positions because I don't think there's a tight end that really showed themselves at, to be like and maybe Cole Komet. I guess, but no, yeah, it, it's I would also I would take another tight end on that team before Cole Komet, anyways. So, yeah, but if you're dynasty, that's kind of the future. No, yeah, because yeah, you can oh, you yeah, can cause... be taking somebody right now that you think will be better in four years. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Anyway, so um, we each picked a quarterback, a tight or a wide receiver, and a running back. My quarterback I chose because I gave Keone first pick in this little draft <laughs> was Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looked great. Um, he really, the Bengals are, if they're smart, they'll pick, I can't remember his name, but he's the tackle from Oregon. He's the number one offensive lineman on the big board this year. They, that's really what they need. They have good wide receiver talent. They have good running backs if they're healthy. Their defense isn't bad, but I think they can go and fix a lot of holes in free agency not necessarily big name players, but just role players that'll do their job. And they could be a real factor. Hardest part about Joe Burrow. He could be out next year. He tore all his shit in his mm. knee. So you're kind of taking this dude with a grain of salt where he's probably not going to play for you next year, but you're really hoping for that year three, year four, where he's like suddenly one of the top guys in the league. Right. So that's my quarterback. And they're going to be building anyways in that time. So, yeah, you're just relying on a GM to make good moves. The whole point of a dynasty league is the long play. Mm -hmm. It's like down the road type decisions. It's chess versus checkers. It's it's also the same as like the NFL teams. Yes. The the Jets knew they weren't winning a Super Bowl. There's half the teams in the NFL. Okay, maybe not half. A good five to six teams at the beginning of the year in the NFL, their goal is not playoffs, Super Bowl, or anything like that. Their goal is like three, like, let's get five wins. Mm -hmm. Let's prove that we can do something. Right. So, 
So, as Ian alluded to, by giving me the first pick out of these, I picked Justin Herbert, because how could I not? He is arguably... He's definitely, in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's opinions, offensive rookie of the year. And for if, depending on who, like how the validity of what you think of it, the potential rookie of the year. So, but oh, like the Pepsi one, yeah, yeah, because there is two awards that they present at the NFL honors they have the AP's offensive and defensive rookie of the year, Mm -hmm. and then they have Pepsi's, which is a fan vote, right? Rookie of the year, yeah. So, I think regardless, so that one word might get iffy, but I think he should get both rookie of the year, but definitely offensive rookie of the year. It's between him and I think your wide receiver that you picked too. So we can just talk about him as well. Justin Jefferson. It's between those two, but I think it's got to go to Herbert. He's just done things that like rookie quarterbacks don't necessarily do. And yeah, even he's on pace to set records. He's he's he, the ninth quarterback overall this season. He fantasy wise, yes. he came into the league, and he immediately was relevant. Yeah, he's Joe Burrow to a lesser extent. Joe Burrow looked more of really good rookie. Justin Herbert looks like really good quarterback. Yeah, like, like he's already there. He's already doing it. Like he is. Like he looks to be top. 10 in the position overall just completely top 10 right now as a quarterback he looks like i'm not saying necessarily is just because he has what 12 games under his yeah, belt it's hard to say moving so. forward but how but however like shame on you anthony lynn for being like oh we might start start tarot taylor if he's healthy like shut up stop no justin herbert had like three touchdowns i think in his first game and justin herbert went toe-to-toe with patty mahomes first game yeah the, he put that game to like overtime or mm-hmm. yeah. And then he only lost to Tom Brady cause Tom Brady threw five touchdowns that game. Yeah. So stop. He, Justin Herbert's only lost games this year really because of his defense. He's made and, some rookie mistakes. He's had some quarterbacks. Decisions. Yeah. He's had some quarterbacks. He's doing stuff like that. He still is a rookie, but he's a, he's a fucking great rookie. I think if he had like Frank Reich as his coach, that team, like the chargers team could be, making playoffs easily if they were healthy yeah true true their yeah defenses, the health is their defenses in terms of yeah. like the the type of coach that fair yeah maybe they wouldn't run the ball when they have no timeouts uh to end a half <laughs> anyways so like we already said your wide receiver is justin jefferson why don't you talk about him um justin jefferson is just a guy who gets a ton of yards and he has Numerous games this season, over 100 yards. And although he's not like the touchdown guy for that team, which is Adam Thielen, he fills that role. Like I've talked about before with Washington in terms of each player has their specific role. Justin Jefferson is that yards guy and that receptions guy for that team and has allowed that team to be like, oh, wait a second, are they, are they going to be potentially in playoffs. I think at this point, it's a really, really, really long shot for them, even though I think potentially they still have a chance, but even though it's the slimmest of chances, but Justin Jefferson is a huge part of why that's the case. He's doing a lot of it with yak too, yards after catch. Yeah. 
He's had six games this year over 100 yards. That's and two games this year over 150 yards, and three games this year over 125 yards. Yeah, like if Justin if Justin Herbert wasn't having the season he was having, it'd be like, yeah, Justin Jefferson, you're you're easy. Yeah, easy rookie of the year, offensive. Yeah, like you said, the touchdowns are the biggest thing that is lacking, and even then he has three, four, five, six, seven. Seven's not a bad mark. No. Look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been relevant. He's only ever had 10, tu- like he's had 10 touchdowns in a season one time, and he got 10. Julio mm-hmm. Jones doesn't catch touchdowns, but he's still fantasy god because yes. yards and catches. Adam Thielen also is, <laughs> he's low-key putting up tight end one numbers. True, and there are a lot of short yard touchdowns or short yardage touchdowns. Yeah, where he'll where he's not going to get 1,000 yards this year, but he'll have 15 touchdowns. Which he's on pace for for both. Yeah. So um my my wide receiver is kind of conditional. I think this dude's really good. I don't think you need to go and really like really sought after him, but I think you can kind of add him into a trade package as a steal. And so he's like all these other guys we're talking about, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, they're gonna be the main focus of the trade if you go get him. Everybody knows that. I think T. Higgins is a person you can go kind of just like, uh, why don't we do this trade, this trade, and throw in T. Higgins. Mm. And they'll be like, okay, throw it in. Because if you have Joe Burrow to T. Higgins, that connection this year was fire. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. Let's add three years of experience to both of those guys and look where it's going to happen. Let's add three years of maturity to both of those guys. I can imagine it being like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Right now, yeah. yeah like, or like Matt Ryan and Julio. Yeah. Like it's one of those ones where you could be having a quarterback that could very well be playing MVP level numbers and then his right hand man just catching everything that comes his way. Yeah. So that's mine's more strategic for a stack. Right. And you can probably get T. Higgins for, for lower stock than these other guys. But yeah, we are talking about this in the context of a dynasty league, so that makes sense. Yeah. And then, so, okay, my third guy is running back, Mm -hmm. and Ian got the advantage on this one. So, however, this is not necessarily a bad pick, because we all, I think, like him moving forward, uh, in DeAndre Swift. Because DeAndre Swift, when he was healthy this year, showed that he should be the guy kind of moving forward in that backfield. And it was, I think it will really help him having had a year playing with Adrian Peterson, who is a Hall of Fame running back. Hot take. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know I'm breaking the rules saying that. But it, it sort of, I hope it will be like Aaron Rodgers playing under Brett Favre, where you get that experience learning from a player who's one of the best to ever do the position. And Although at the meantime, he's still playing. And when he's been playing, like when he's not been injured, he's done really, really well. Yeah. And so I think it's just kind of the best of both worlds where he's showing that he can play really well. It took him a little bit, but I think that's took, taken a little bit for each of the rookies. But he's, it's taken a little bit, but he showed he can do, he showed he can perform and he has that like mentor. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the hero's journey. So. My biggest issue is, is he going to do the the tradition in Detroit? 
retire at 30 years old. Have an amazing career and then retire at 30 like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson did. And it's like, why? Because Detroit is just um, a succubus for joy. Yeah. However, for running backs, 30 is that like pinnacle peak. Fair, fair. It just also is one of those things where um, you could have had more. Yeah. No, it's so. well, it's always the the chase the dragon. But yeah, yeah, you're chasing the dragon. Um my my running back that I chose was James Robinson. Um we want we talk about like Cole Beasley and TJ Hawkinson as Mr. Consistency. Go back and look at James Robinson. He is Mr. Consistency. He's had Three weeks outside the top 24 running backs. That means every week he's RB2, except for those three weeks. One of them was this last week when he got hurt halfway through the game and didn't play. Hmm. He still got a touchdown. He was still like RB25, 26. The other two weeks, week one, first week, first game ever, and he still was a RB29, I want to say. And then the other one was, I think, week five. Okay. So early in the season, he has that, but every other week, top 24. Yeah. He's a guy, he, that's RB2 numbers. That's extremely solid. He's RB4 on the year. Right. As an undrafted rookie. And he has over a thousand yards, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. That is, that is somebody who, if you picked him up in Dynasty, you probably got him, like if you had it this year in Fantasy Draft, you probably got him in the third round of your Fantasy your Rookie Draft. Okay. And you now have a great person. Like, you now have yeah. that guy. Yeah, that's a solid running back moving forward. So, especially if right now they're the number one pick, they're going to have, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, most likely. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be Andrew Luck, a meet, like, starts off just fantasy god, or not fantasy god, football god right away. Okay. They have a good wide receiver talent. Mm-hmm. Chark, Chenault. Uh, Cole. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah, they can... Cole. Yeah. This can be a scary offense. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would target trying to get James Robinson. But people have realized that he's Mr. Consistency and he's going to be hard to get. So that's your hardest part is mm. he's going to be difficult to grab. Yeah. He is he has made a name for himself, which makes him hard to yeah. Yeah. Did you do you, had you have anybody not really just to casually mention like any other rookies? Um, I would say Michael Pittman. Michael given, Pittman. Given the condition that they get a different quarterback. And this is not me disparaging Philip Rivers cuz I think Philip Rivers is working very well in that offense. Yeah, but he's not going to he's not he's not the quarterback Pittman needs to be that top wide receiver moving forward. Also the fact that he very this could be his last year, next year could be his last year. It's kind of like sitting there and buying stock in yeah. In like Tampa, it's you don't want to buy stock in quarterbacks who might be gone in the next two years. Right. It's hard to pick those guys up. They might be great for you these two years, but then it's like they could be gone at any point. Like Drew Brees, even Aaron Rodgers to a lesser extent. Yeah, I I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think this is Philip Rivers Philip Rivers' last chance at a ring this year. Philip Rivers is one of those players that will win a ring as a coach. Okay, I, that's his only meant specifically as a player, but yeah, you. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know what you meant. But I, okay, I could see that. Yeah. Or as a forty-four-year-old player who is backup and just kind of 
he's gonna feel like there to, where he's he's like coach light mm-hmm. he's the coach that can suit up he's like in, just in case like somebody does go down it's like all right phil go big in there you know the plays yeah because you know he's gonna keep up with it yeah clyde edwards alaire is another guy yeah um he you do need a running back on your team but it's still patrick mahomes team and they can at any point, just say we're not going to run the ball. We're yeah, just going to pass. So sort of don't need to. That's another they guy. Don't want to. Let's move on to the next one. We have Robbie Anderson or Jarvis Landry. Actually, if I look down below, we have another player too, Adam Thielen or Jarvis Landry. So I'm just going to add Adam Thielen. Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry, Adam Thielen. Okay. So we can do start bench cut on these three. All right. Yeah. That'll. Let's um, let's have you go first. Okay. So. Seeing as I had Jarvis Landry as a superstar, superstar of the week, I think I'm gonna put him as my start. Even though Adam Thielen is a really, really good player and gets the touchdowns, this past week he did. He only got like 11 yards, I think it was, on two two catches and a touchdown. But and a t- no, that's fair, and a touchdown. And I think I think both of them are going to get a touchdown this week, though. However, New Orleans is tough. Now you're a tough defense. And so, although, and however, Minnesota has been the bane in uh, New Orleans' existence. Speaking of bane. <laughs> we have a real no, Batman I'm theme. Gonna, I'm not going to do it. Um so I think Adam Thielen is a close bench and Robbie Anderson is, is just a cut. I That team without Christian McCaffrey has been completely different than they have been with Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson has really, really cooled off since the beginning of the season. He had, besides this last week, his previous two weeks, um, he had... 94 yards and touchdown and 84 yards, no touchdown on seven targets, four receptions, and then 12 targets, eight receptions. And then this last week he, he cooled off. You're right. He was five targets for two receptions, 21 yards, but he had, he had those shines still. Are you talking about Robbie Anderson? Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. But I, I just, DJ Moore is back. Although I said, to sit DJ Moore this week. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, and they're also going against Washington. That's a tough defense. I said it in my article. It's a tough defense going for a division championship. Exactly. I said it in my article. So my entire, my entire argument around that defense is there. And so we've talked about the offensive rookies of the year. They have chase young who might be the defensive rookie of the year. So yeah, he probably should be. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think so. My start bench cut is Landry, Thielen, Anderson. Okay. I have to sneeze. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Okay, so I'm gonna agree with you, you by the way. on that one. Okay. Um, New Orleans is hard, so that's what gives Jarvis Landry the edge. Because I do, it's still the Jets. It's still exactly. the Jets. It's still the Jets. And so, really, nothing, nothing 
more I can add. Adam Thielen is also like he'll get you a touchdown most likely. He's had only four games without a touchdown. But in a lot of those games, he's had less than like 50 yards. He had 11 this week. He had 39 the week before that. He had 43, 38, 27, 51, 29, 31. That's how many yards he's had in a lot of those games. Mm -hmm. So it's not unreasonable for him to have a stat line of 42 yards and a touchdown. Right. And then it's like, okay, great. Okay. That's like you said, tight end numbers. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you got me 10 points. Cool. Mm -hmm. You you don't do much. So I'll I'll agree with you. I'll go Jarvis, Thielen, Robbie Anderson. And the difference in Anderson or Robbie Anderson and Thielen is because Thielen is more consistent at catching a touchdown. Yes. I just feel like Jarvis will catch a touchdown and And 80 yards. yards. Yes. Thielen will get a touchdown and 30 yards. And then Robbie Anderson might only get 80 yards and no touchdown. Right. So let's move on to the next one. Kyler Murray versus San Francisco. Lamar Jackson versus the New York Giants. Or Jalen Hurts at Dallas. This one is hard. I'm going to let you go first. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Um, a fun fact about these three players specifically. In this past week, each of them had three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. What? Yeah. The three running quarterbacks all had the same like touchdown stat lines. Although, I think... Um, Hertz and Murray had better games than Lamar did, I think, in terms of fantasy points, because they had more yards. Um, and like I said earlier, the Rocky versus Apollo matchup. Um, Start bench cut again. I know. Yeah, you know what? Fine. I have my answer. Okay. Jalen Hurts is my superstar of the week. Well, Lamar Jackson was mine. In this situation, uh-huh. Jalen Hurts is my bench. Oh. I think he has a really good... I think the big issue is he has only played two games. Mm-hmm. He's looked good those two games. He very well could torch the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he's going to torch the Dallas Cowboys. But Kyler Murray is the number one quarterback this year in fantasy. True. At this point, I I cannot I cannot say anything but start. He's the fantasy MVP this year. You got to go with him. Excuse me. So you have to start Kyler Murray. It's a good matchup. San Francisco has been weak recently. Kyler Murray can torch them for a lot of yards. They can do it. They're fighting for playoffs. They need to do well. They need to score. Kyler Murray is that. That leaves. Lamar Jackson as my cut. Wait. Oh, okay. So, Kyler Murray start. Jalen Hurts bench because of the matchup. Lamar Jackson as my cut. Lamar has been looking good, but based on the whole season of work, he could drop back down. The Giants are in needing to win a game. Like I said, um, if they lose this week, and Washington wins, Washington wins the division. Right. 
So they need to win this week to keep their division hopes alive. They need to play out of their mind. Um, and I just, I believe Kyler and Jalen outscored Lamar last week, and Lamar still had a good week. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening again. Okay. I think, yeah, because there was a, so there was a three-week stretch where Kyler Murray had like that shoulder injury, and he wasn't playing up to the, I think the standard that he was playing earlier in the season. And, yeah, it was his worst three weeks. We straight. had set with him. And then this past game, it's like, okay, he no, brought him back. Uh, he's back. And so I think if Kyler Murray is playing to that, to that level where he's not injured or he's playing above it, I think, yeah, he's the best of the three because he's was also a potential MVP candidate at one point this season. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of, Jalen Hurts, I do like his matchup, I think, better against Dallas than I do Lamar Jackson's against the Giants, even though they're both good matchups. You should read my article on Jalen Hurts. I did, and you you had good points about Dallas, because I had been talking about their defense being like, I was a little bit up in that hype. Yeah, well, the past you, you look at it, they, they've only allowed, they only allow on average 220 passing yards. Um, but then you had some really good stats in there to, to kind of debunk those, like yeah. those, the people like me saying, what about the past two weeks? Um, so I, I, I was like, Oh, well actually, you know, they're not that good. They're not as good no. as they've been looking. Um, no. So, but there's also the potential where it's like, are we just waiting for the shoe to drop? In. With Lamar? No, with, uh, well, I guess both of them, potentially. Yeah. So, because, yeah, like... Come on, let's hear it. Jalen Hurts has only had two games. And so you're like, is, it, is he going to make it? Is he going to be able to do it for a third? I said, I said to cut last year's MVP in a hypothetical start bench cut. Don't cut him, actually, in real life. Do not cut Lamar Jackson. Oh, no, he's, he's going to do well this week. Okay. Um, so who, who is your... Who are your... Start bench cut. I, because I trust Hurts to be more involved in that running game where I think Lamar Jackson is going to take a, like J.K. Dobbins who can run super well, and overall they'll do good against the Giants. I I think I'm the same as you with Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. Even though I'm saying he's a superstar of the week, all of these guys are going to be superstars of the week. It's yes. just we picked the two that were not as obvious as Kyler Murray. You know? So final say is the same as me. Yes, because I can't necessarily think of an argument of why I could cut Jalen Hurts versus, or bench, you know, why... why like, okay. It's... Uh, now that you have your final answer in, um, I have to reveal like some fool? information to make, you. you. Did you like trick me? I have to reveal some serious information to you. JJ, this was not a fan question. JJ wanted to hear your opinion because these are those are his three quarterbacks in the Dynasty Championship this week. And he wanted to hear who you wanted, who he should play against Keone. In the Dynasty Championship. 
He texted me, he said, make sure Keone answers this question. <laughs> so JJ, JJ, these are JJ's three quarterbacks that he has in Dynasty. And he wants I to know I legitimately asked earlier, who has these three quarterbacks and is deciding between them? So start bench cut is actually start, start, bench. And because it's a two quarterback dynasty, right? I feel so betrayed. So he's going to have Kyler Murray. So if he takes your advice, it's Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and then Lamar on the bench. So, you know what? Start Daniel, start Daniel Jones. (laughs) Start Daniel Jones. (laughs) Yeah, JJ. So this is for undefeated season for JJ in Dynasty, right? I'm so mad. In the championship. Oh my God. I, I was just waiting for it. So there you have it, JJ. The fan question for you is to uh, start Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. Um, I will say my bias. I've never been a huge fan of Lamar Jackson, but I I do just like the matchups better. Let's move on to the next fan question after I've absolutely crushed Keone. (laughs) It's okay, dude. We'll we'll put you in your special shirt and you'll feel better. That's all right. Leonard Fournette at Detroit or Kareem Hunt at New York Jets? I'll go first. Mm. I'm going Leonard Fournette. Detroit is abysmal defensively. (laughs) And Leonard Fournette with Ronald Jones out is the number one this week. I'm going to, most of the time, I'm going to pick the number one over the number two option in an offense. And Kareem Hunt is the number two. Simple as that. And we talked about it more. Nick Chubb. Is probably is like it's not a hot take to say Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league, like actual like pure running back. And Kareem Hunt's been kind of pushed back into the pass catching role. So I just have Leonard Fournette is more likely to be down at the one score, like you know, do that hurdle over the offensive line score, run it up the gut, like hard run, get a score. So I gotta go with Leonard Fournette. You just want me to go solo pod the rest of the time? <laughs> no, you're just so shaken. I just uh, because you're gonna listen to this, JJ. Your collusion will be your downfall. You will suffer the wrath of my team and dynasty. And unlike the Steelers, Heinz Ward, in the Batman film that I was in. You will not suffer the same luxury of surviving. You will be like the rest of those Steelers on that field that collapses under the weight of your shenanigans. So, sir, you have made your bed. I hope you're prepared to lie in it. Good luck. This really falls apart when JJ's not here to keep us in line. Sure. But I also picked Leonard Fournette. Yeah. it's the, We can move on. We already did Adam Thielen. In a three-man keeper league, who do I keep? Okay, so let's go over some keeper rules. A lot of keeper ones are you get to pick um, a lot of the time just one to like three players for the next year, but you lose the draft pick that you selected that player at. So if you were to keep Christian McCaffrey and you selected him number one overall, you no longer get the your first pick this year. 
So you would just skip your first round pick. It would essentially be you get Christian McCaffrey again, no matter where you're picking. So if you're picking 12th in a 12 man keeper league, nobody else can pick him. And then you get Christian McCaffrey pick 12. That's essentially how it works. So here's the players. George Kittle in the second round. Terry McLaurin in the fifth round. Aaron Rodgers in the ninth round. Robbie Anderson in the 13th round. James Robinson in the 16th round, a.k.a. the last round of their uh, of their draft. Anyone stick out to you? I have two. Okay. So I have George Kittle because he is George Kittle. And gets injured a lot, though. True. However, um, he is only 27 years old. So he's a good, he's still a relatively young player. And as we've said multiple times before, it's either him or Travis Kelsey that are the two guys that you absolutely want at your tight end. And you will reach early in the draft to get them. Mm -hmm. And they make a huge difference. I said use the draft capital on these guys. Yes. The other one, excuse me, the other one I have because of the round you're drafting him in and because if the, we're going to the point where you're saying, oh, I'm losing that round because I'm keeping that person mm-hmm. at that position. It has to be James Robinson in the it 16th to be. round. That was my like, that first one. That is a one. steal. You, you get to keep James Robinson. That is larceny. Yeah. There are some keeper leagues where um, they they fix it a little bit to where it moves up. So if you want to keep somebody from the second round, uh, so if you keep if you keep somebody from first or second round, you lose a first round pick. Okay. If you lose somebody, if you pick somebody from the third or fourth, you lose a second round, fifth or sixth. So essentially, okay. it's possible that in some keeper leagues, the sixteenth, aka the last round of it, you could be losing somewhere like the eighth round pick. I'm, I'm still happy with, James but it's Robinson still a, yeah. It's still James Robinson who had, like I said, Mr. Consistency this year. That's still a good pick. If it is, you just lose that pick. James Robinson. Mm-hmm. You're picking kickers. Yes, at that Your point. last pick. Or you're picking a second defense. Or you're picking somebody that you're immediately going to drop later. James Robinson is a starter. So I'm going to I'm gonna pick him. Yes. I'm not going to pick Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is 37. Yeah, because of his age. And... I- like he could fall off, he could not. It just depends on what he does with himself. Um, but otherwise, I can I can go and try to shoot for another quarterback. Yeah. Um, George Kittle, just because I don't want to lose. If it is that that two for one, that mm-hmm. second round pick for the first one, I don't want to lose a first round pick on a tight end who Fair might get hurt. Fair enough. Um, He's not the Kelsey of the two. So my other one is Terry McLaurin. Okay. Solid. Um. Maybe they fix their quarterback situation. Maybe Alex Smith is their guy and he's actually able to play a full year. Like he's going to have a lot of rest coming up mm-hmm. um, soon. So that'll help even more. Maybe Dwayne Haskins figures out. Maybe Dwayne Haskins finds the magic um, stripper and gets a spell put on him and now he's amazing at it. And maybe that helps. Whatever. Like he's amazing at quarterback. Like a slump buster. <laughs> Uh, I meant more mythical than that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's just my thing. I James Robinson was the obvious one. Terry McLaurin to me is the next best one. Robbie Anderson. Uh, Sorry, he, Robbie he got Anderson. lucky this year. Yeah, but 
All right. Next question we have is Le'Veon Bell versus Atlanta or Tyler Lockett versus the Rams. I'm going to let you go first on this one, Kenny. Okie dokie. So, even though technically, I guess Atlanta is ranked seventh, I guess, against the rush, they're still a really, really bad defense. And Le'Veon Bell, without... uh, Alaire, Edward Alaire. He is the back in that backfield. It's he, and he I think got two touchdowns last week. So he can get the job done. And I also feel that Kansas City, like Dr. Mahomes and that those receivers are going to fl- sling the ball around versus Atlanta and get up pretty early. I don't think going to be I don't think they're going to be in the situation that um, Tampa Bay was in where they had to come from behind. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get up really early and they're going to probably um, just run the ball and run the clock out. And I expect probably he's going to get around, I would say at least like 15 carries because of that. And so that'll potentially lead to good numbers. You got that last week with uh, Clyde in the game. Oh, okay. So. I would yeah at least fifteen. I mean, that's probably safe. Yeah, because Claude um, got hurt in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um. And this is a game they should win. There's no reason they shouldn't win this game. Um, that is the the Chiefs. And Tyler Lockett. Uh, I think like I said before, Sean McVay and the Rams are gonna be mad. They're gonna be they're pissed after huffing and puffing. Yes, blow your house down, Seattle. So, it, it and Tyler Lockett hasn't done well the past four games. I think I don't think he has had a game over ten points the past four games. And can I butt in? Sure. Tyler Lockett hasn't had a game over seventy yards since he uh, since week seven. In week seven against Arizona, he had that two hundred yard game and three okay, touchdowns. Yes, I remembered that game. After yeah. that, he hasn't had a game over a hundred. He hasn't had had a game over seventy yards. Wow. And he's only scored one touchdown since week seven that's, after his three touchdown games. That's, that's like the second half of this of the league or the, of the season. Yeah, that's, he's fallen off. I mean, mm-hmm. he still gets catches. Even one of these games, he had nine catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. That was his best game. But he's just not getting it done. No. So I got to go Bell, too. Yeah, they're that offense is like we said slipping. Like it's it's the defense has come up, but then the offense like it, they they can't just be both good. The Seahawks cannot play a normal game ever. That's true. You you said that before. It's just I don't know if it's a Pete Carroll curse. I don't know if it's um, Russell Wilson, but they just can never play a normal game. Yeah. So let's move on to the next question. Mm. This person lost Clyde. Oof. So they're asking, do they start Le'Veon Bell versus Atlanta or Giovanni Bernard versus Houston? Okay, so I'm going to start by saying this. So Giovanni Bernard, he had his best game of the season this past game against the Steelers. Like I said, I think he got 97 yards, which is one more than a previous game he had where he had 96 and then I think he also had he had two touchdowns, one through the air and one on the ground. So a great, great game. Their O-line and D-line looked really good, but their O-line was moving the ball around, like allowing him to break free and get holes and stuff like that. 
However, despite having a really, really good game and there being that argument for him, I hate his mustache. I cannot stand it, and I've waited all season to say it. So I'm glad I finally, at the very end of this fantasy season... Boo. Okay. Boo. All right. I, it, it, I don't think it works for his face. Boo again. Okay. Look it up on ESPN or Pro Football Reference. I kind of agree that it doesn't fit his face, but the mustache itself is super quality. It's a solid mustache. Just it looks terrible on him. It reminds me. Who's, what's the name of the, the dad... In um, like the American Pie movies, Dan Eugene Levy. Levy. Eugene Levy. Dan Levy is his son. You're right. Eugene Levy. It's like his eyebrows. That's what I think of. <laughs> so I think it's a great mustache. I agree that it doesn't fit the face as well, but I think you can't fault that on. You can't fault the mustache no, for it. I, I fault him for having that having that choice the entire season. I was going to honestly have a whole bit where I talk about the pros of Le'Veon Bell and at the very end be like, but Giovanni Bernard's mustache is better. <laughs> we are very we have conflicting points about the mustache. It's Le'Veon Bell. Gio Bernard experienced a fluke of a game. Um, it was a Monday night game. The Bengals shouldn't have been Monday night. It was a divisional game. Divisional games, mm-hmm. no matter... What teams they are, they're always a little fluky. Yeah. Um, even the Patriots lost to the shitty, shitty Bills a couple times. Like during that run? Yeah. Like, like not this season. Ago. No, okay. not, no, not this season. I'm talking about when the the Patriots were but also, kings. How, how, good is it, how good does it feel to have the Patriots not make the playoffs? Oh <laughs> I love it so much. I also want the Browns to make the playoffs. Yeah. Wild. I don't think that they're going to win. I don't. It's not that I really like the Browns. It's just I like parody in the NFL. Yeah. The Bills and the Browns are in the playoffs. That's an amazing thing. I think the last, at least one of the last years they had in the, like where they went, they won a championship was when they entered the league in 1950, they won the championship. I don't remember if they won anything after that, but that. The Bills? No, the the Browns. That was like coming off a four game, or that was like their fifth in five years. Because they had won four straight in the AAFC. With uh, Otto Graham, he has like 10 championships. Mm -hmm. So we're we're off topic a little bit, but it's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's the play for this one. Giovanni Bernard, you're having recency bias. No. He, he, like I said, fluke game. They kind of came out, um, punched the Steelers in the mouth. They felt disrespected by Juju for good reasons. Um, so, do you have anything else to add? Uh, not in terms of like fantasy football, I don't think. I think we covered pretty much everything. Okay. So, I think that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, please send them in to fantasy at Fantasy Daydreamers on Instagram uh, or on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. Uh, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in the form of a question, and we're going to answer that question first. Um, You can email any of us. It's our name at fantasydaydreamers.com. We will answer and respond to it. Um, Like and subscribe wherever you like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, um, and stay dreaming. 
yes, stay safe and stay dreaming. Except you, JJ. I want you to stay awake at night knowing your impending doom is coming for you this weekend. No, we can't end on that. Uh, I think we can. No, we can't end on the negative. I'm going to kill you, JJ. It's implied. I didn't say it. It can hold up in court. It's implied. It's impl- Bane himself came in here. I'm just talking about his impending doom. I mean, in, t- <laughs> in terms of fantasy. Come on. Come on. Merry Christmas. Yes. Be safe.